ladies and gentlemen, we have a champion. And that champion is the Kansas City Chiefs as they defeat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35 in Super Bowl 57. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, here with you on the Sunday card Super Bowl wrap-up 2022 wrap-up edition of our beloved show. Yeah, boys, it's been a long season, and I think to have it end in a game in which I can only describe in one way, and I'll describe in a second, was dramatic, was, I think at times, you know, a little frustrating. But I do think at the end of the day, this game was a great game. However, it was a legendary game until it wasn't at the end. And that's what's disappointing for me. That's what I take away from this is that I'll get right to that and we'll go full throttle. I loved the game. The game was absolutely absolute war. The Chiefs come back. Nobody could really stop anybody through the air for the entire second half. And I just felt the balloon deflate out of my soul when we have the game taken out of the players' hands. Maybe the outcome is the same. I can't say that the Chiefs didn't deserve to win. They did. They won the game, and I congratulate them. But I wish we had the opportunity to really know, and I feel like we kind of got cheated out of the final outcome, and it was kind of predetermined for us. Not making any conspiracy theories, Lewis, for me. I'm sure you do. But Matty Ice, that's my takeaway from Super Bowl 57. What about you? No, it was a fantastic game. I mean – the entire viewing experience of it was was unbelievable. It was it was explosive. It was dramatic. You had everything you would want from like a great football game. And yeah, like you said, totally felt like a gut punch. Like you got all the air sucked out. Just like you said, like the pop the balloon, and just now we get to die a slow death watching like again basically them kneel out three plays just to kick the field goal, which was really 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 tough to watch at the end. And again, I don't know, Lou, maybe you'll get this, Dan. I can remember if you were okay. I compared it to Game of Thrones. I was like, I was like incredible all the yeah. way through fantastic and in the very end was just the absolute worst and it would make you never want to go like this again this is one of those super bowls you probably still like it's on nfl network you'll tune in and you'll watch the whole thing again but like this maybe maybe kills the viewing process You're like oh like i don't really want to go watch that again to see how it ended because again you kind of you go through the whole thing to get to the ending so my, uh, yeah it was my immediate comparison to what happened i was like this is just the game of thrones of super bowls as soon as i talked and i and i talked to Plenty of Eagles fans about it. And I don't think that any of them said we got cheated out of this game or what have you. But what they did say was that they felt like they didn't really know if the Chiefs were better than them. And they didn't get the chance. Then they felt like the Eagles had control of the game the entire way. And Patrick Mahomes did his thing in the second half. And they wanted to know, hey, Jalen had been doing that. Like he was going down the field too. If we had a minute 40 to just get a field goal, feels like we could have done that. You know, again, Patrick Mahomes took it up to a different level in the second half, but Jalen Hurts was the best player in that game for my mind. No question. Like Jaylen, I mean, Jalen Hurts dominated the whole game. Exactly. It's like, and again, that's, I think it's everybody wanted. It's like, give them the chance. Just give them the chance to go down and either get the touchdown or the field goal and take a seal to a first Super Bowl overtime. You know, like there were so many possibilities. You know, it's like, we were also robbed of that. Like it could have been the very first Super Bowl to go overtime. Well, we did have Falcons Patriots. Oh, Falcons Patriots. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. But it was great for me. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, uh, it would, would have been incredible. Would have been, would have been great. And, and I think what's a shame is that 
you know, it's a great game, and of course, but the history of the game and what will be written about the game and remembered about the game cannot be written without that call. It just cannot be written without that call. And God bless Greg Olson for saying what he said on that. I barely heard the broadcast the whole game. By the way, congratulations to Burkhart for, for getting that play-by-play. I barely heard Olson, but I heard that at the end. And Pereira was just nah, kind of just, you know, not – he, he said it was the right call, and it was the right call, of course. But Olsen said what everybody what everybody was thinking. And thank God he did, because we all needed to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it was holding. And I, I, I do think there's something, too, about just uh, something that I noticed as far as the particular gift that's been going around most social media. It's so strange the way during the broadcast where they froze it to, like, show, like, where the holding was. Like, the holding was out of the break. Like, it was, you know, yeah. he was zigging out. And that's where the hold was. And you can very clearly see it. And then they freeze it a couple seconds later where he has his hand gently on his hip. And everybody's like, well, that's not holding. It's like, no, 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 you missed it. It was a second earlier. But everybody's focusing on the part where they freeze. So I think that's where a lot of public outrage is coming. Because that is this, I'm seeing that same exact gif of that same angle. And it's frozen at the wrong parts. Like, no, rewind it a second earlier. Out of the break, you can see he's got the full jersey tug. And obviously he admitted himself. But again, it's like. I get that it was a holding, but like, just let it, just let it play let out it this way. Please just yeah. let it go this way. This yeah. is better. I mean, he, you could clearly see he's running an out route and he turns it up field when he realized he was held and got the call. I mean, it was it, smart it, on Juju, the Juju's part. And Mahomes, you know, people saying, oh, it was overthrown. No, Mahomes was throwing it to an area to not be intercepted and knowing that you can get the call because right. he threw it. And before the ball hit the ground, he was yelling at the ref and pointing to where the, you know, where Juju was. So. And, it's the over legislation and and that's what's sick. And, you know, with all the, the, you know, it was kind of outside of the game, which was good. And then have a disappointing ending. There were a lot of disappointing things about this Super Bowl. I mean, disappointing commercials, which I maybe were one or two that were good. Disappointing. I mean, I don't know how you felt about the halftime show. I thought it was okay. Um, the whole surprise pregnancy thing was interesting to me. Didn't, didn't expect that, but you know, it was okay. Uh, the field, uh, just a complete mess with the field. I mean, the sod father's like 95,000 years old and supposed to be like uh, the guru of all this stuff. And it was the worst conditions of a field maybe in Super Bowl history. And, and that field is notorious for being that way. I mean, it just seemed like this was just kind of a little bit of a Bush League operation by the league. Yeah, there was definitely some some unrolling parts. I did not think, again, I, I don't get the Rihanna here. I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty decent show. Again, I thought it was pretty I thought she has great hits. I thought that uh, people were saying she was lip syncing. I didn't think that at all. But, you know, um, you know, she's not a dancer. I get that people want her to dance like that. That's not really her deal. Like, it's not all, you know, Beyonce or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was pretty fine. The field was atrocious. Uh, there's there's plenty of, again, for the, for, again, for the conspiracy theorists out there, there's plenty of things coming out now about the slippage. And it was interesting how they highlighted how much the Eagles were changing their cleats but the Kansas City Chiefs weren't changing their cleats, so maybe they had a better feel for the field. Uh, but, like, it was very interesting the amount of uh, cleat change uh, information we were getting during the first half of that game. Got to get deeper cleats, deeper spikes. Lewis, what are your overall thoughts on this Super Bowl? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Hello, first off. Hi, how are you? Hi. Uh, listen, listen. I uh, Clearly, you guys were rooting for the Eagles because I loved it. I thought this was incredible. I was so happy. I was nervous to the last second. 
we talked about it before. It's like when Matt was watching uh, Jets versus Bills with me and I needed to watch the clock hit zero before I could fully see what was going to happen and actually be happy with the outcome. Oh, man. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in the second quarter right at the end there, and then he comes back and puts on a master class. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. When out of halftime, the whole clip out of halftime from the production was Mahomes getting injured and hobbling in uh-huh. dramatic views, I went, oh, here we go. There's the what? script. Oh, it went, uh, let's read the second <laughs> half the script here. We're going to make it all about Mahomes was hurt. How was he hurt? Oh, what's his what, first play was like a 25 yard scramble down the field. Like, uh-huh. come yep. on now. Yep. I had that in my newsletter from Goodell. But no, seriously, <laughs> it was a, I thought it was a great game. The commercials were mediocre. Jay, we're going to talk about it further in the show. Top quarterbacks in the league. Jalen Hurts did put on also a master class. I thought the two of them, you've seen me tweet it this week. I want a rematch next year. It, halftime was, it, in my opinion, mediocre. I understand she's pregnant and all the more to her for putting on a show while pregnant. Actually, that is the most impressive part of the whole halftime show. Yep. But you had no no outside guests, no special guests. You had a very, all of her songs, she's got a great set list, but all of them are uh, one minute, two minute, mix into the next one. It's a very club set list. And to me, that's just, it's just not, it wasn't, my uncle said it best to me. He looked at me, he goes, if this was the Thanksgiving halftime show, this is a great show. But for the Super Bowl, this this is not a Super Bowl halftime show. Hmm. And I think that is probably the best way to put it up there. She did a great job with all the circumstances and everything. I don't like that she's pregnant and they got her up on these floating, you know, platforms. I don't like that at all. Lawsuit way to happen. Right? I said, yeah, I, terrible. Look, everyone's been saying it now, but it looked like a Smash Bros, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't care for that. But all in all, I thought I thought the game was great. The call stinks if you're rooting for the Eagles, but if it was flip-flop, you know, if that happened to the Chiefs and the Eagles get that field goal in the end, if it's flip-flop the other way, gentlemen, you're super happy like I was. So, Well, you're right. You know, you you are, like, in a way you're right. I still think it would have been unfair. I'd rather not call it. It wouldn't have been – it wouldn't have been – it wouldn't have been good for the game in and of itself. I would have been obviously happier. I had the Eagles every which way. Of course I'm rooting for the Eagles. But, you know, my – I don't think it would have been legislated fairly, even if the Chiefs. Right. And, and I think we could agree there were more egregious calls in the game that were not called. There were a lot of non calls like that call. There were also a lot of challenges that were very close. Yep. The Devontae Smith catch that wasn't a catch, the Dallas Goddard catch that was apparently a catch. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. But you could see throughout the flow of the game, nobody is stopping anybody and right. and here's where we'll get into some of the semantics of the Mahomes and Hurts and this that and the other and who had a better game and as I said all week I I just I don't see giving the Super Bowl MVP to somebody that threw under 200 yards passing I just I to me I thought that was I wouldn't have done that that's just not me I would have given it to Nick Bolton heck I would have given it to Jalen Hurts for having the best game out there he was the best player on the field and I know people are going to roll their eyes about that because there's only been one Super Bowl MVP in the history of the league that lost the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, who was the best player on the field? That should be the person that has it. When I look at Mahomes, I see an unbelievable second half. He didn't really have to make a ton of tough throws. He was – I credit the O-line, man. The O-line won this game for the Chiefs without question and the field being slippery. But the mostly the O-line 
completely dominated, not just in the passing game. Pacheco was running all over the place in the second half. Pacheco was a beast. He, he could do no wrong. You know, with Hurts, he had to make a lot of throws, but I thought where Hurts, even though Hurts made a lot of tough throws, I thought their pass rush, even though they didn't really get to him that much, forced him kind of like to scramble out of the pocket and make throws against his body to make throws on the run. That obviously his shoulder is not, you know, the best at this point. I thought that's where he kind of got himself into trouble and cost them a little bit. But, man, I mean, you know, the O-line and Andy Reid's play calling was outstanding, and I thought that that was the difference, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the, sch- the scheming of, of Andy Reid was, like, very much on display, especially, like I said, the two, the two red zone touchdowns, like, where, you know, same play, different look kind of thing, and, and, and make it, you know, making them make a mistake based off of something they did before to get a touchdown with getting getting their two speed guys. You know, again, mm-hmm. who needs Tyreek Hill when you could just get guys who aren't very good at everything else but are really, really freaking fast, like Sky Moore and uh, and Kadarius Tony, which is and just he- crazy. I hope you, hope you had – each of those guys at 12 to one. I had Sky Moore. I wish I had both. <laughs> but unreal. And even on the Kelsey play, like they got it on a motion. It was all about motion. Yep. Like they would just motion somebody inside. That switched up Slay's assignment with Marcus Epps. And there's just Marcus Epps is just the worst player on the Eagles in defense. And he's guarding Travis Kelsey one on one on his touchdown. I mean, that's a joke. So it was just a master class. And like sometimes last year it wasn't the case. It was talent that beat talent this year i think it was coaching to be coaching i really do i think it was more about andy reed and we'll talk more about that when we get into the 10 questions we're going to do today but i i thought that was a huge part of the game huge dan you posed a question pre-show about uh, a certain play that the eagles run yes oh my gosh you know that's the best play they have uh, obviously uh, i mean how many fourth and ones can you can you can you run and just run the same play and get it over and over and over i mean that's a cheat code at the end of the day, with that quarterback sneak, I was gonna say again. I, I didn't actually. Uh, I didn't have any money on the Eagles. I was did again as the game progressed. I was like rooting for them more and more. And I was like, okay, I guess I really am rooting against Patrick Mahomes. I don't want him to win one right now. But uh, again, as we're watching, I just kept yelling to everybody as soon as he got to short yards. I just go, "Run the play! Let's run the play! Don't do anything <laughs> else. Just run the play. It works every time." And it again, I think it's great. Like it's just we figured out something to execute so much better. And nobody can figure out how to stop it because we've got this beast of a man, Jason Kelsey, leading the way here, which is just when they show that in slow-mo and how low he is, yeah, how low he is and able to move himself forward is unbelievable. And also, when Chris Jones tried to jump over the pile, I'm like, the guard, the guard that is now holding Chris Jones on his back all by himself, God bless him. Because <laughs> I don't know, I, I would just crumble immediately. I think that was Sayomalo. I, I mean, God, oh bless. God. you're right. The, the term is called root hogging. That's the term when they when they shoot low at the ankles like that, and just you guys got to shoot low, and that's all you can do. And you could see Chris Jones just getting carried away because he's just has no his feet are off the ground, so he's just getting carried through by the other guys pushing. I don't. I, I think it's great that they were able to figure that out. I think it's incredibly unfair play, and I think it has to be eliminated. There's no way that that any defense really. I mean. We got rid of the pull. Like, you can't pull people across the, the first down marker. You can't pull people forward. I just don't think we should be able to push on QB sneaks. Uh, it, you know, I think you have to be at least a a secondary runner that you can't just take the snap and go. I think I think you have to be, like, for quarterbacks only, I really think you should have to be a, a runner either out of the pocket 
or two or three yards downfield before you can start getting pushed. I just I, that, that's my opinion as the quarterback. Now again, you could line up different people with quarterback and exploit this and this, that, and the other. But you know, to me, I just I think there's an unfair advantage to it. Cool play, unstoppable play. Just why is nobody else running it? That's my question. You know, so so strange. I have a solution. Oh, okay. You can't run it on fourth down. That's it. That's all there is to it. Mm. You can't run it on fourth down. That's because it's not fair. And if the league really cares, I said it to you pre-show. If the league really cares about players' health, these guys are going full force at each other in this tiny little spot where this nose tackle is getting <laughs> four or five guys pushed on top of them all at the same time. It's you know, it's it seems like every year the defense can do less and the offense is allowed to get away yeah, with that's more true. Stuff. And it's I like, come that. on, guys, enough is enough. I they ran it so many times. I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm like, this. Do you have nothing else? It, it's almost like a. It slant. worked, though. I know it, it works. I know it's the most efficient play in football. It's like when Brady used to have Wes Welker run two yards in and then cross the field and just here you go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It, was just... You know, I get it. You can play to win the game. I say it all year long. You play to win. So. Dan, I, th- I think what you're saying, like other teams aren't doing it. One, I don't think they want to put, you know, again, a lot of teams aren't putting their QBs like, like again, maybe like the Bills are running with like Josh Allen or something like that, but like, you know, another big body, but like most teams aren't going to risk the quarterback in a situation like that of like, you know, when, when you add the pushing two guys, that it's even more than just a traditional QB sneaker. It's like, you know, again, really such a concentrated area of people pushing. Um, but also we saw the ap- adaptation of the tight end motion, which is, I feel like yeah. I've never seen that early on in the year. And that had the push as well. Cause then you're running like you run like pistol with, you know, the quarterback will almost help push the tight end. So I think that, you know, we saw that a lot this year. That one also got, but that got figured out kind of quick by a lot of teams, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, I think, now you could also make the argument though that like okay what about a fullback dive up the middle and running back comes behind yeah. him or something like that you know it's it's obviously quirky so we'll figure that out I think the other just one quick thing before we get to ten questions is I thought the play of the game really is the Nick Bolton touchdown I, I and and that's why I advocated so highly for Nick Bolton to be considered for Super Bowl MVP because that touchdown was so monumental Andy led the led the team in tackles but that touchdown was so monumental. Because not only does it happen on a third down uh, and five, but it should have been third and one. And because Salamalu ball started on the play. So, and then Hertz just completely drops the ball. And at the end of the day, I think that play more than anything, that kept the Chiefs in the game, that tied the game. Eagles easily could have been up 24 7 at halftime. And then we're really seeing, okay, like, can Mahomes really come back? from that i thought that play was humongous yeah i mean nick bolton had an unbelievable game like mm-hmm. not like led the team tackles like you know you could have told me he made every tackle like he, he was on top of the ball like at all times and like i said he was obviously he was very close to getting mvp if that miles sanders play doesn't you know gets ruled a catch in a fumble yeah. that was he was he, he was MVP that then. One. Like, he yep. was two defensive touchdowns like no doubt about it but uh no absolutely monstrous monstrous play like i said and, and that's again go back to say Hertz was the best player on the field, but he also had the biggest mistake of the game. So it's like yep. kind of give and take. The double-edged sword. I completely understand that. Let's do 10 questions. These are 10 questions that I sent out to Matt and Lou before we did this show. They are going to answer them now, and I'm going to answer them along with them. So let's get through it. Number one question is, this was the third highest rated Super Bowl on television ever in the history of the Super Bowl. 
Is this the best Super Bowl of the last 10 years, considering that fact? There's only two other Super Bowls that have been higher rated. That was Patriots-Seahawks, was the most watched Super Bowl in NFL history, and Patriots-Falcons. Is this the best Super Bowl of the last 10 years? And if so, if not, what is, Matthew? I do hate to give you this one, but I would probably still, again, in my heart of hearts, say Patriots-Falcons really was. Because because this game had the same energy as that, but had the dramatic and very climactic ending. If, you know what I mean, if – if the Eagles all of a sudden had a chance to drive downfield and scored a touchdown, like with final seconds of the game, or again, this game did go to overtime to, and then had a dramatic ending, like then I wouldn't be saying that. But again, the air getting sucked out of the end really makes it again, like that had drama that the Patriots Falcons game had drama all the way through, even though I guess the first half kind of looked like a blowout, but again, you're nobody, but I think most people watching that it's well, the Patriots run the side, you know, another, uh, any no name team, people might've tuned out a little early or whatever, mm-hmm. but waiting on Tom on the other side, you know. So I do have to give you that one. That's that that's still to me stands out as the best Super Bowl I, I remember watching. Lewis. Well, uh, you know, Dan, I'm not going to tell you the answer you want to hear. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and uh, the Niners because Patrick Mahomes' other really? 10-point comeback at halftime. Nah, that, that, game, was, that game was... That was a great not nearly, game. Not nearly as entertaining. That great halftime show. Yeah, right halftime show. That was a halftime show. Right? Yeah, that's a halftime show for the people. That was a halftime show. No, the the best Super Bowl was the Tom Brady coming back against the Falcons. I just don't want to take Matt's answer. That's so. No, that's fair. Yeah, Yeah. Chiefs 49ers. The answers. No, wait. Sorry. No, it was it was uh, Eagles and Patriots. Actually, Lou. Oh, oh, okay. That was the best one. (laughs) Oh man, you said there was a ten year limit. I would take the other ten year limit. To yeah, yeah, that's true. It certainly wasn't the one that was ten years ago. Exactly, because yeah. I was there and it wasn't. That was probably the worst one since. I, I disagree with with both of you. I think that the Patriots Seahawks one is the best one because uh, I I think that one had the most Hall of Famers. Those were clearly by far the two best teams. Not just the two best teams in that season. Those might have been the two best teams of the last decade. Both of those teams. They had the Legion of Boom, who had just won a Super Bowl. The, the new guard, it looked like they were going to take over as the new dynasty. And then the Patriots had not won since 20, 2004. They hadn't won in 10 years. No. Um, but they had constantly been there, and they were the old guard. And and the drama, the catches, the the yeah. comeback in the first half by the by the Seahawks at the end, then the, the lead they got, and the Patriots come back, and then it looks like the Seahawks are going to win, and then Malcolm Butler happens. That was the best game. I, that, that might be the best game I've ever watched. The best Super Bowl, maybe even the best football game I've ever watched. It was two can Titans. I, can I be honest? That yeah. so the way you guys feel about this Super Bowl, that Malcolm Butler play was that for me that year. That where they don't run it with Marshawn Lynch, that just sucked all of the excitement out of the game for me because it was just like, obviously I'm rooting against the Patriots. I'm a Jets fan. We know mm-hmm. that. But just watching that play, I'm just sitting there like this, this is the uh, okay. All right. All right, I guess so. I guess that's what we're going to do here. Probably like the most universally questioned play call of all time. Easily. Yeah, for sure. Easily. And that's why I think it was a great game because at the end, you know, you had a play, you had a decision, a gigantic decision that was a wrong decision. And somebody just ended up making an unbelievable play because of it. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I think this one probably is behind those two. Oh, those two Falcons, Pats, Seahawks, Pats, and then you could maybe throw Eagles, Pats in that too for 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 all intents and purposes. Number two question: 
Here we go. I mean, we do this every year. It changes every year. This is a really hard question. Now with Brady gone, maybe it loosens up the the gears a little bit. Rank the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, five through one. Can I go first? I want Lou to go first. I say he's ready. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. He's a top five quarterback. I don't know if you fellas know this. He's top five. We just Uh, found out. Joe Shiesty, Joey B, Mm. Joe Burr. Mm. And if it's what you've done for me lately, Jalen Hurts is number three. Mm. He's got to be. I said it from the very beginning of the season. Dan, you agreed. We said Josh Allen, MVP, going to the Super Bowl, everything else like that. We preordained them. Josh Allen would probably come in fourth and then fifth. If Brady's out, I guess now it's Rodgers. You could go Allen or Rodgers, four or five. I don't care which one you pick. But my top three, Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Maddie, you want me to go first? You go first. Uh, I'll go here. I would. I very definitely want you to do a last. Uh, yes, Patrick Mahomes very much clearly decided, you know, told everybody that he is Patrick Mahomes and he is well on his way to potentially passing Tom Brady uh, as being the greatest quarterback of all time. Minus the Super Bowls, you know, maybe not get all the way there. But Mahomes first. Lou's got me questioning this. I do have Josh Allen second. So I still feel like Josh Allen. I know, I know, I know, I know. But again, I think his his ceilings, I think he's he has all of the capability of, of you know, becoming the exact quarterback that he needs to be with all of his talent that he has. Joe Burrow right behind him at number three. Obviously, maybe not, again, it's physically gifted, but understands the position so well. I do have uh, Justin Herbert still at four. I think Justin Herbert, again, is it has been a little bit of a victim of his, his team and, and that classic franchise of just being a disaster. We'll see what he does with Callum Moore this year. Uh, I know Dan's so excited to see that, but Justin Herbert does have unreal, unreal, unreal arm talent. Um, can't deny that. I, you know, that's what kept him above Hurts for me. And I also had to have this debate for five. Hurts was right there, but uh, I do still give it to Aaron Rodgers. I think the throwing, I do think the throwing ability again. I think Hurts is is really good at being able to do this RPO play, and not that he can't throw the deep ball, or whatever like that. But I don't think he has quite the arm talent that all five of those guys have. But he is he is right behind that list. I like that list. I like that list a lot. I think I think there's look at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts is well on his way to being maybe the best quarterback in football. Maybe he could maybe be in that conversation soon. But again, yeah, it's what you've done for me lately, but it's also what have you been doing for for as long as you've been doing it? So, yes, I have Patrick Mahomes number one. I either think it's a question. I apologize for any blasphemy that I've ever given out. So there you go. I'm just going to put it on the record so we can put it to bed. He's number one quarterback in the league, bar none. Joe Burrow is number two, though, because Joe Burrow, not only with an NFL, really second in the NFL MVP voting last season and had an argument for it and then this year to follow it up with it everybody all of us said that the Bengals had no shot at getting back we, we thought that that was a one and done scenario and he just again even when his best receiver was hurt put that team on his back and delivered again numbers wise and just leadership wise his abilities he doesn't you know get rattled and overthrow things and he didn't really think about this that the Bengals the Bengals were like a punt away from beating the Chiefs. I mean, can you imagine what Joe Burrow would have done on that field on, on Sunday? I mean, that would have been unreal against the Eagles. I thought that would have been a much more, you know, it, not maybe a much more entertaining game, but it would have certainly been, you know, very dramatic, very dramatic, I think. 
Number three, I still go with the man. I still go with the bad man, Aaron Rodgers, because, again, he consistently consistent. I think you're warranted at least some point to be like, okay, we had a down – he had a down year. There's no question, but he's not like he had a bad year. He just wasn't what he was. He wasn't 41 touchdowns and three interceptions, what he normally is. I still think he's maybe the most talented um, quarterback we've ever seen. He's still in the top five for me. He's just an incredible – can do anything with the football, as I say every year, and he's got the wealth knowledge. That's his advantage is he's got the wealth of knowledge. He's seen everything. Uh, Number four, I put Josh Allen just barely ahead of Justin Herbert at five because I think, yes, Allen has more – I think Allen has more, uh, you know, accomplishments, I think, that he's had in the league so far. I think he's lifted his team more than Herbert has lifted his team. I still think that Herbert is your prototypical robot quarterback that I would build in a lab. I think he's unreal. I think Allen, though, presents with the running game something very loose and dynamic that you can't really account for. So he just kills, and he kills New England. I mean, he just kills. I mean, he just owns their asses right now. So that's very, very frustrating. Um, And Herbert's number five because, again, like I said, prototypical quarterback. I think if Hurts has another season like this, and is and continues his trajectory. I think he's without question coming, but he's not quite there yet, which will lead me into my next question. If Hertz is not in your top five, and Lewis, he clearly is for you. If he's not, where does he rank? I, I feel like me and you're gonna say the same thing, Dan. I, I literally he's six. Like I had a hard time. I'm like, I, I have it like my list for the first, last question was like Rogers slash Hertz at the end, and it was just you know kind of feeling what was in my heart as it was coming out. But I think Hertz is just behind that group. And I, I agree, like, again, if he has another year, like the way he has, I think we could be looking at it again much more. So maybe my list is a little wrong. Mahomes, Burrow, Hertz as being like that elite, uh, elite, elite tier. I, I, my, I am so tight with, with all of these guys. I kind of have those top five. And then there's a cluster of the Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence conversation. Like, I think those three guys are now where those are the next three up. If because Lamar has spent the last two years just hobbled and injured, it's hard to put him up there now because, yes, he's won an MVP. Jalen Hurts is coming off what probably would have been an MVP season if he stayed healthy. So that's my issue. And Lawrence is also ascending really, really fast. I think he's already up there. So to me, yeah, I'd probably say six. I'd probably say he's right there. It's him and Lamar, very, very close. Um, but yeah, that's where I am. And Lewis obviously has him third, I think you said. Uh, I mm-hmm. do, I do. And, and just, you don't have to answer this. My question for you and for the listeners, just, mm-hmm. just to think about, what does Josh Allen actually do better than Jalen Hurts? I think he has a stronger arm. Yeah, and more accurate. That just because you're strong. Well, he clearly no, he's clearly not as accurate. I, I especially on the deep ball passing, but I think uh, on the run in particular, he's probably a better, th- better, better passer than yeah. him on the run. I just think it's very close, and I and I like I said, it's what have you done for me lately? One guy made it to the Super Bowl, the other guy hasn't made it even yet in a longer career. So, I I, I also think again, Josh Allen's accuracy at the end of the season dipped after he had an obvious shoulder injury, and mm-hmm. I need probably going to have to get that cleaned up in the offseason. So. I think his accuracy at the beginning of the season was not so bad. He then took it, you know, played with an injured shoulder, I think, for I, the latter half of the season. That's all I'm saying. I, I do think he has more arm talent than Jalen Hurts. I just look at uh, Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen lost to the Jets. So, you know, I got to, you know, I got to I gotta do what Fair I got to do. So Fair enough. What can you say? Uh, let's go to the next question then as we move forward. Um, 
what was the game of the year? The NFL game of the year, the best game that you saw during either the regular season or the playoffs. Maybe it was the Super Bowl. Who knows? Maddie, go for it. This might be maybe a cliche answer. It happened. It was it was settled over Twitter after this game was going on. But uh, the Vikings at the Bills uh, in the mm. snow game in Buffalo. Uh, it just had so much drama, so much twists, so many twists and turns, and and you know fluky plays happening, and then you know comebacks happening. So uh, I, I remember that one. Apparently, I'm just a big Josh Allen fan. So and obviously, you know those are two teams this year that played in constantly entertaining games. So when they they went head to head, it was just. It was it was pretty exciting to watch. So that's one that stood out to me. Just thinking back for the season, Lewis. Uh, well, I, I really just want to say the Super Bowl because it was electric. Uh, I did like seeing the Chiefs versus the Bengals again. That was great. Uh, but I there's something about the Jags coming back against the Chargers, <laughs> and that was uh we'll we'll get to the question later on at another question that you posed. But uh, yeah, that's that was probably the one of the best games for me. Without a, without a doubt, I mean that one was that was just incredible. incredible. I mean yeah. to see what he was able to do. Came back through four picks in the first half, and then and then came back in that game. And it was so Chargers. I think it was more satisfying than anything to just see the Chargers charger. That's that <laughs> might be my favorite thing to watch. Either like all of that stuff, all of that stuff. That is the most hilarious thing to me is the Chargers just choking away. Uh this is an interesting question. Rank the top coaches in the league and stop when you get to Andy Reid. Hold on, was that was that your game of the year as well? The Chargers. Oh yeah, that was my that was my. Game okay, of sorry, year. I missed that part. I Absolutely, go ahead. Uh, uh, coaches, I don't. I guess in theory you put Belichick number one. I don't want to give it to you, but it's it's Belichick and Reid are in the same thing for me. It's it's Belichick, Reid, Shanahan is what I put as my top three. But I, it really Andy Reid could be first. I think. Lewis. Uh, well, obviously, Bobby Salah. Uh, and, then, oh, no. and Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. And Sean Payton. Yeah. <laughs> forget about him. Nathaniel Hackett. Don't forget. No. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It, it's Bill Belichick and Andy Reid are in a class of their own currently in the NFL. Those are the two best coaches. Uh, it feels very Phil Jackson, uh, Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich, yeah. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. that. Belichick, Shanahan, Reid. That's where yeah. I do it. You know, and, and I get it, and yeah. I, you can you can make the shit, you can make the argument of Reed having the longevity and the two Super Bowls and this that winning. And, the other, <laughs> and winning at, in the biggest game, and they've played each other in the biggest game. Uh, I just like the way Shanahan operates, builds his team, and and coaches the heck out of it. I think it, what he was dealt this year was virtually impossible to deal with, and he got his team where they got there. Um, and he's done it without a quarterback. I mean, he's done it without a quarterback for this entire. I mean, a you know maybe a a Super Bowl level quarterback, if you will. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty close. Um, that's, oh, that's sarcasm, by the way. Just sarcasm. Relax, everybody. James, uh, <laughs> James, see you, James. Uh, number six. What was the best bet you made all year? The most satisfying win for you, Maddie. I I want to I want to toss this one over to Lou because again okay. I know. I, 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 my answer, I, I have two answers, but I know what I was going to say. Cause, cause uh, it's, said it earlier. I alluded to it. Jags coming back against the Chargers. I did also have, I said it before the show started, I did have Kansas City anytime uh, the defense touchdown. So that was nice. But uh, yeah, live line, Jacksonville coming back against. Yes. Uh, 
Me and Lou live bet that he took it on the money line, took it on the spread. So he had a nice, a much nicer payout than I had. Uh, so I had that as like an honorable mention, but again, Lou did have the way better score on that one. Uh, the other one that th- stood out to me was um, Thanksgiving Day was that meaningless, meaningless backdoor by the oh, Giants, which got me the Giants and I had the over. Uh, and it was just the you know they the Cowboys just let them walk it in because they're like it doesn't matter, but it it mattered to me because it was a a double loser into a double winner on on a on a fantastic Thanksgiving. So uh, I'll mm. go with that one since since Lou had the bigger payout on the Jags game. This was really hard for me to choose because I could choose like any Vikings game that we absolutely nailed, um, any Giants game that we absolutely nailed because we just bet against them. Um, you know, I, I also kind of liked uh, I kind of liked just absolutely just dumping on Tua and picking the 49ers minus four. I think that was like week 13 and they just absolutely kicked their ass. So that one, that one was very satisfying for me. I'm not going to lie to you. So that, that might be that, that might be it. That might take the cake for me in terms of this was actually really awesome. And I'm very happy about it. It's a bet that resembles like the take you had all season. It, it embodies your take of the entire season. So I, I, I agree. That, that one makes sense. That might be that might be the best one. That might be the best one. And of course, again, we always for some reason we always get this. How about Washington again knocking off the undefeated last undefeated team too, and just betting yeah. the money line plus eight and a half, beating the Eagles to to knock them off. So that they've done that twice in the last two years now. So or the last three years, worst yeah. bet of the year. What was it? Uh, it could really be any time we bet on the Texans, but I looked back at the worst Texans loss and betting the Texans against the Jaguars in week 17, where they lost 31 to three. And I think, I think it got, I got away very early and it was like, yeah, no, this get just one last ride with the Texans in week 17. And we were like kicking ourselves. So, uh, really any Texans bet, but specifically the last one of the year. Lois. Uh, any and all times I took the jets like a dumb, dumb. <laughs> I think it was only three times, but it was just every yeah, time I did, lost everyone. <laughs> I did. I locked it in, and I'm just like, "What am I doing? What? Why? Why? I know better than this." So yeah, Jets, just whatever the Jets did, just just that, yeah. So uh, it it never ends with you. It's unbelievable. Uh, mine was easy uh, because it ended the streak. Uh, Pats plus two and a half in Minnesota on Thanksgiving night. And being there to witness it fall, crash, and burn for the first time ever, 17 and one now in person. That was, and the way that the Hunter Henry turned over, touchdown. Oh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about that game. It was just miserable. The two girls next to me, I wanted to just, oh, trash. Um, anyway, the um, next question is before I say something mean. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. This is a really good question. Matt, we're going to go through each of these quarterbacks. There's four quarterbacks. I want you to place these quarterbacks on the team that they will be playing for next season. So what team will these quarterbacks be playing for next year? I guess we'll just go one by one. Is that, that's cool with you. Let's go one quarterback at a time. And then go okay, great. We'll go around the room. Derek Carr is up first. Matt, go. I like the Saints. I originally thought the Colts in the offseason, but I've heard steam around the Saints, and it makes a lot of sense. I, I like the fit. Lou. Yeah, I, I had the same answer. Obviously, it was, you know, I, I want the Jets to get a new quarterback, but the more news I've read, it's he's going to the Saints probably. So, Where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's down on Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street. I think you're right. I think Carr reunites with Dennis Allen to, uh, to, to try to make things going in New Orleans. 
James Garoppolo. This is very interesting, Maddie. Well, there's your new quarterback, Lou. I mean, come on, Ryan. I Dennis Allen and Carr. Let's get Bobby Salah and bring his yeah. boy Jimmy back over. I think oh, yeah. you could definitely use a nice gay manager like him to to come in and try and again just manage this game with an elite defense. It's what he does best. You know what's funny is we're gonna have the same answers the entire way down. I probably because it's yeah, that's what we're gonna go get uh uh what's the right way to supermodel Jimmy. That's that's what we'll say. Mm. We're, we're gonna go get supermodel Jimmy, he's perfect for New York City, he's yeah. gonna be terrible at quarterback, he's gonna be in all the ads, he's gonna be in Neutrogena commercials, it's gonna be awful. It's Calvin gonna be Klein. Calvin Klein, whatever you want. Just it's gonna be that's our guy. I already all know. of our old Italian uncles saying, God, he's handsome, but he just can't throw the football. Like every like that's all that's that's all it's gonna be. All the Italian uncles. He looks saying, so good, but he just can't get the ball down the field. I'd throw. like him a lot better if he could throw. I'd like what he looks good though. He looks good in that uniform, doesn't he? I mean, that's just what you can hear that. I mean, sipping or uh sipping on wine and and yeah. and eating ani past. Yeah, a little sambuca with the the coffee beans and the yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I can feel it already. I love it. I I actually had Garoppolo in another place. I mean, he's gonna do what he was supposed to do all along, and that's predecessor Tom Brady. He's gonna go to Tampa. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna oh yeah, that'll be great. And we'll get a nice brand new Bucks Garoppolo jersey. It'll be Damn. fantastic. Damn. Tom Brady's coming back in exactly, let me check my phone, 34 <laughs> days, all right? He'll <laughs> be back in no The countdown time. begins. The countdown begins. That is so great. That is awesome. All right, next quarterback here. How about Aaron Rodgers? Where is he going, Matt? He ain't going nowhere. He is staying with the Packers. I, I don't believe any of this hype about any of this. Group. I think he is staying with the Packers. He will retire a Packer. Lewis. He's going to the Death Star. He's going to play with Devontae. He's going to I don't hate that. that yeah. no, uh, uh, it, it would make more sense if he were to stay in Green Bay, but let's let's spice it up a little. Yeah, I like I like spicing it up. Uh, there's financially no way that they can trade him. I mean, he's going to retire, come back to Green Bay. That's it. Uh, and finally, how about Baker Mayfield? You know, he started the season. We were like, eh, maybe the Panthers, you know, they make a run at the playoffs now that they got Baker and this and that, and that was a complete disaster. He has one unbelievable comeback against uh, the Raiders, starting for the Rams on a Thursday night. His classic Baker, just guts and glory. Where's he going to end up? You know, it's a team not too far away from Carolina that I think could really, really use him. Um, that would be the Memphis Showboats out of the USFL. I think that <laughs> he's going to be a perfect fit right in there in that roster. They need a quarterback down there. So the Memphis Showboats just seems like a perfect fit for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> The that's mighty, pretty. mighty Mayfield on the Mississippi. Good that's Lord. Right. That is, that's pretty good, Lewis. That's not right, dude. That's not right. Um, <laughs> but my right. answer is no better because I just don't care. <laughs> I, I literally wrote IDC on uh, my paper here. I, I just don't care. I hope he's out of the league. I, I just don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. The showboats are called. Whatever, whatever show- Matt just said. I hope he goes, you know, plays for the G League version of whatever uh, the NFL has. That'd be nice. Perfect name, perfect name team for him to go to, by the way. Showboats. Uh, I ship them off to Arizona. They need to rent somebody for like six months. I mean, it'd be just awful. Nobody would care. You just send him to the nether region, send him to the desert. He'll be out there doing tumbleweed commercials for car dealerships. Give him Baker Mayfield and and just let him go rot out there in the desert. Uh, I put him in Arizona in the rental. Okay, give me one team from the AFC. And one team from the NFC that did not make the playoffs that you will bet 
to either go to or win the Super Bowl either way. Give me one from the AFC, one from the NFC, Matt. Uh, I did already place this one with a uh, shout out to Rob Gronkowski for the worst promotion of all time by Fandle. Sure. Like really horrible. Like we all know it wasn't live. Like just kick a freaking field goal. If it doesn't matter, if it doesn't matter if he misses or not, whatever. That pissed me off so much. I might switch over to DK just because of it. But uh, I did use that $10 free bet to put a future on the Chicago Bears. Uh, we love betting on on, on on some quarterbacks that are going to make the pr- progress. They have all this potential to, to, to increase their team. So uh, Justin Fields is special. You know, I'm still not, I'm still riding that Justin Fields train going into next year. So the Bears, uh, and then I, the Jets, Lewis, the defense, the Jets, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Me too. I am too. Uh, but mine's more situational. It's in the hopes that uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and then we end up playing the Packers who just barely missed the playoffs. That would be my hope. Jets, Packers, we smack them. Aaron Rodgers wins, retires, say la vie. That'd be nice. It won't happen. I- I'm st- I bet it would. No, probably not. But I- I'm stunned, Matt, that you uh, didn't take the low-hanging fruit with the Lions. I thought that that was that was a play mm. for you, but I I actually had the Bears too. That was my team. I I looked at it. I said, you know, who's got the most potential to as quickly as possible, like accelerate? And they have a second year coach. If there's any quarterback in the league that is going to take the jump in year three, I think the most likely one to do it and you know be able to really become an elite quarterback is Justin Fields. And they have $95 million in cap space. So, and the number one overall pick. So this is like totally shaping up for Chicago. They are currently 35 to one. So not too bad. I didn't look what the Jets are. The Jets are probably actually probably a little less than that. Probably right around. Is that to win the NFC or the Super Bowl? That's the Super Bowl. Really? I I had, is is it that, that, uh, that high? I thought it was much lower than that. There, but uh, I would go uh, AFC. Um, I'll jinx you back, Denver Broncos. Make it happen. Sean Payton, the savior. No more screwing around. Like No more saying yes to everything to Russ. Yeah, we can't get away with it now. Denver Broncos, I really like that one. So uh, right now the – Bears are actually sorry. No, the Bears are 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 much higher odds. They are sixty five to one. Yeah, I'm seeing places. I, yes, I'm seeing I'm eighty to one in some places for the Bears. Yeah, no, I, no, you're right. I I have I have sixty five to one. The Broncos are thirty five to one. Maybe that's what I was confused yeah. with because I did also put one of those on there as well because that's more of a a fan allegiance. The Jets currently twenty five to one. That is actually that is like exactly where the Broncos were before the Aaron Rodgers news last year. So probably means it's not. Gonna happen. Where are the New England Patriots? They are fifty-five to one. The Jets are twenty-five to one, and the Patriots are fifty-five. Okay, that's that's all Rogers hype. You know that. Yeah, you know yep. it's all Rogers hype. Even I agree with that. They yeah. have they have to protect. They have to protect against the potential of it happening. Of right. course, of course. Um, last question: What do you want to see next year in the Super Bowl matchup? Super Bowl fifty-eight. What do you want to see, Maddie? I know we've been doing this Buffalo thing for a while, but I would like to see Buffalo just as like a city, the fan base and everything surrounding them. I would like to see that playing in Super Bowl. Doesn't have to win, but I would like to see them actually get to that game versus the Chicago Bears. I think that'd be a very historical and classic and amazing showdown. The Bears versus the Bills. 
Okay. I like Lewis. that. I like that. Uh, Bears I, versus the Bills. I just heard Bears, and I'm like, whoa. Where did that go? <laughs> well, I'm going back to the last question. No, that's not going to yeah. happen because you consistently do not know how to bet the Bears for the last, like, four years. It's not going to happen. That's rude. Um, I'm turning the page of Justin Fields. Okay, fair. I'm turning the page. <laughs> uh, I told you before we started the show, I want a rematch of this game because everybody felt like they were slighted on that play, that Bradbury play. But I would actually, if it's not going to be that, I, I want to see the Bengals back, and I want them to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys? Mm, that's what I would like. I want the Cowboys. It, it's what can go wrong, will go wrong, and I want them to get so close to victory. And I would, I like Joe Burrow. I said it a bunch of times. I would like to see them get that close, and then Joe B gets the victory over the Cowboys, Cowgirls, whatever. That would be a, that'd be nice. So, but really a rematch. Chiefs Eagles round two. Bring it back. We get it three years in a row. After that, it's never going to happen. But it would be. I was going to say the Eagles are not going to be the same team next year. It's going to they be are hard. losing a ton of people. They're going to yeah. lose. They're going to probably going to lose Bradbury, Hargraves, Sanders. They're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. Um, how they replace them, I'm sure they'll figure it out. How he's a genius. My real answer would be Bengals because I really want to see Joe B win one. I think that would mm-hmm. be great. And of course, this is all outside of the Patriots doing anything. Bengals, I would want to see that. And I'd want to see the Eagles back in. I'd want to see. I'd want to see what Burrow can do against that team. Against especially against Hurts. If Hurts is going to be how good that, that that good, like how he was this year, and be an elite quarterback, that's those are the two quarterbacks I want to see because they're the most likable quarterbacks. Um, there are no other good likable quarterbacks in the league or in the NFC. Excuse me. Uh, outside of Aaron Rodgers, who again that's up in the air. My fake one that may never happen. Remember that the Super Bowl is in Vegas next year. So I would love to see Tom come out of retirement. I would love to see him go to Vegas. I would love to see the Raiders go up against Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. I think it would be an unbelievable story to have Detroit get all the way there in a home stadium of Vegas against Tom Brady and try to slay the Giants there. And we get Brady Goff round two, <laughs> which is totally not real. But that would be my fake answer. Did you uh, did you get the early newsletter? They already sent it out. That's uh... – <laughs> Oh, it's leaked. <laughs> oh no, it leaked. I plead the fifth. I, no. If <laughs> I plead the fifth, That's that'd be cool I'll though. Say. It would be cool though. I, I'll say that much. To see Brady come back again in exactly, I think almost thirty-four days, thirty-three days now, because that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool. Reunite with McDaniel's, get them there, and play Dan Campbell. Because I just think Dan Campbell would be fun. That's all. Yeah, that's what I want to see. And he's a likable guy. I do like the line. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Thus concludes 10 questions. Thus concludes the 2022 NFL season for the Sunday card. Maddie, it's been a grind. I feel like it, the last the last five weeks is always just such a grind just doing the show, but it's so much fun. And, you know, we, we obviously have a blast doing it. Um, no more let's ride. So you can think about for the next few months uh, a new moniker. Please, yeah, we're not taking that into next year. We we're leaving that. Obviously, you know, we turned like the calendar year, but we're we're turning the football calendar year, and we're we're washing our hands clean of that because we're going to see what the offseason brings and the OTAs and all the stuff. But boy, oh boy, we are not diving headfirst into that like we did last year. So, but again, no other guys I'd rather do the show with, and uh, you know, going through our 
our hundredth episode this year. Uh, kind of mind blowing, honestly. I can't believe we made it to that that far. Um, you know, with with how we don't do it year round. We only do it once a week during the season and a little bit before. You know, a couple here and there. So, uh, really, really awesome that we just keep doing this and keep getting to do this and appreciate anybody who listens. You are the best, Lewis. Best producer in the game. One mm-hmm. love, as Cam Newton would say. One finger, one pinky, one thumb. One love, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Love doing this with you guys. Ready for next season already. Let's go Jets. I'm going to take the under. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> Mr. Consistency. Forever alone. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to try to rebuild the team next year. All three of us are trying to rebuild our teams. So, of course, that's where we're going. Uh, but thank everybody for for listening all year long. And really, for the entirety of the show, we are 101 episodes, 102 episodes now that we've done for three or four years, which is incredible. And uh, it's been quite a run. So we thank everybody that's listened. Maddie, you are the best co-host in the business. You you put up with my ego more than anybody in the history of America. Uh, and of course, Lewis has, has enhanced our show dramatically with his talents as well. So God bless you both. And until... Maybe the draft of Ia Zane, my friend. Let's ride. Oh, one last time for throwing it out there. We'll see you next year on the Sunday card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.